Savings are on at Ken Garf West Valley Jeep. Stop by during Jeep Adventure Days. Take advantage of the select of special offers on select new models. Whatever you're looking for, they've got it at West Valley Jeep. Time to talk a little BYU football now. The Cougars getting ready to face Boise State. Dave Southern joins us, writer for The Athletic. Dave, good morning. You guys, always a pleasure to be on. Like I said, David and Patrick, you know, that's uh, my brother and myself. So I'm always... Uh, always excited to come on with you guys. Well, don't worry. The way the schedule sets up, we are bound to contact you again uh, yeah. later this season uh, before the game with Utah State. But with yeah, the BYU awesome. game looming, and I grew up rooting for San Diego State, and we've got the Aggies here and uh, Boise State's ranked, so it's easy to follow certainly the top of the Mountain West Conference. And so I watched some of that Boise State game, and – how in the world does that happen? How many schools play three quarterbacks in one game and score fifty nine points? Yeah, that's it not is, normal. It, it was it was pre- it, it was pretty impressive. It was uh, you know uh, you know I, I think all season long you know most of the preseason I, I kind of maybe thought that Chase Cord had kind of the edge in being the starting quarterback, but Hank Bachmeyer obviously uh, was worth all the recruiting hype and earned the starting job. And, um, you know, when, when he goes out, you think that that would uh, cause the offense to slow down a little bit. But, uh, in fact, it was almost the opposite. Uh, he wasn't having the greatest game when, when he went out and, and uh, got hit and fumbled. So Chase Cord came in and gave them a real spark. Uh, usually he was thought of as kind of a, a mobile guy, but he threw really well in that game at three touchdown passes. And even Jalen Henderson, the third quarterback, came in and, and was really sharp, too. And so I think that uh, it's something that Harson has kind of said since day one, that he liked all three of them. He wanted all three of them to you know be able to have roles on this team. And uh, you know he proved it in that game and uh, may need to again this weekend with, uh, with, with Hank uh, probably questionable. All right, so you think he's questionable? So you think there's, a, what, a slight chance he might play? Yeah, I think in the slightest, just because uh, the way a hit pointer can be, it might might only be a week or so until he uh, until he feels right. But uh, I, I, you know, I think with what they saw Saturday, they wouldn't feel that they have to, you know, push him to get back, especially with a bye coming up next week. So um, unless you know he has a great recovery and they, they feel if, if he's healthy, they're going to play him. But I think that uh, they're not going to push it. So with Cord and Henderson, is BYU still going to see two? Quarterbacks, are they going to use Henderson, kind of change the pace, bring him in, run some option, that kind of stuff? Yeah, definitely. If, 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 that's, if that's the way it goes, if, if Hank can't play, uh, definitely you'd see both of them. Um, they both can run. I mean, you know, Chase Cord, his, uh, his third-ever snap in college was last year at Troy, and he cracked off a 46-yard touchdown. So I think that um, – I, th- I think either of them are capable options running the ball. But I think in, in this case, um, you know, uh, Chase is the – the much better passer, in my opinion. So I think that uh, if those two play, that you'd see both, but uh, Jalen would be more of the running one. So when we look at Boise State, you know, we know about the high-flying offenses and whatnot and blue turf and just those types of things. But we also, the way I look at it, too, is they've had a slew of 1,000-yard rushers, and not just college guys, but guys who've gone on and Martin and, and J.I. done very, very well at the pro level. This year, you look at it statistically, and it looks like obviously they're splitting between two backs. Is that the point, or what is the point of not having a featured back like they've had in years prior? Yeah, I think that's a really good question because 
during the uh, during the preseason, I was kind of writing about that streak. It has been um, it has been ten straight years they've had a one thousand yard running back, and um, obviously last year with you know Alexander Madison. Now he's doing a good job in Minnesota. Um, that that that's a point of pride for them. And I kind of going into the fall camp, you kind of realized, well, they don't really have that guy. And the coaches kept telling me that you know they'd be by committee and they eventually probably would find that guy. Well, they still haven't. And I think part of that is because the guy that they maybe have wanted it to be is is Robert Mahone, the junior, and he's done a fine job. But right behind him is George Halani, who's a true freshman. He's been outstanding. And I think that there is kind of a groundswell for him to be that guy. And I still think that they're waiting for one of them to really take the opportunity because Halani has done a really good job the last two weeks of having good runs, but late in the game when the game's pretty much decided that, that he hasn't quite had those early on in the game enough to really warrant uh, consistently getting those carries. Mahone's kind of a consistent type, but he's not the kind that's going to be breaking those big runs. And so I think when they give it to Holani early, if he can kind of get more yardage consistently, then he might emerge as that guy. But right now they want it to be Mahone, but he hasn't shown that he's kind of the guy who's going to break off you know, a run of more than 20 very often. So should we assume now that Boise State is back to being a high-flying, high-scoring team and that the that was kind of a one-off, that 14-7 game with Marshall? <laughs> I, I think that game was a little bit of an anomaly. Got, you know, think, you know, I think that's going to be one at the end of the year. That w- whether they, Even if they lose the game, I think the one that everyone's going to look back on and be like, what happened? And that would probably be that Marshall game. They just... That was, it wasn't very impressive, but then again, it wasn't you know the second ever start for a true freshman. It was his first home game, but um, but I think that they're close to kind of being that sort of you know high flying team. I you know they scored fifty nine last week. I'm still not sure yet. They're quite back to kind of that old Boise State style of putting up you know forty consistently. But but they were close to that you know before the the Hawaii game. But I, I still think there's a little bit of ways to go, especially with that running attack still being a little inconsistent. Um, you know even. Even when uh, when Hank Bachmeyer was in there, there was occasionally he would hold the ball a little too long and take a sack or maybe get a turnover. I still think that they're you know a, a little bit of a, a step away from kind of being back to to normal. But I still think that you know it was a good sign for them against Hawaii that they can put up you know some points. And I think that they will they, they're going to be you know one of the probably best offenses in the conference. But even by Boise State standards, maybe that's not quite high enough. I'm wondering with the level of importance because this game always falls at an interesting time it's in the middle of conference season but yet you know BYU has a name and Boise right now being undefeated is trying to accomplish something special obviously so how do they handle this game yeah I think it helps a little bit for them knowing that um you know if you want to call it a rivalry game or not whatever you want to call it that this this is something that has year in, year in and year out been a competitive game and I think that helps for Boise State even you know if there was a lot of conference and you know, play someone that, you know, like if they were, say, you know, Marshall hypothetically, that would be different. But I think BYU kind of feels a bit more like sort of a conference game because it's been so close. We looked even last year when they came up here and Zach had them down inside the five-yard line and with a you know, chance to win the game. So I think that, that that helps, you know, with the focus. And I think, too, again, having a bye week next week really kind of lets them not necessarily feel like they're completely out of conference, that it's like, okay, you know, win this game and then it's back to it and you get a week to to get ready for the next one so i think that just because it's regional and it's a little bit of a rivalry i i think this one you know that it's not going to really take them out of the groove too much 
BYU obviously has a three-game losing streak, and there have been plenty of problems. Hidden in that is then the offense, I think, has moved pretty well in the middle of the field, really bogged down in the red zone. And a little curious, I mean, I I guess the defense loses the edge a little bit. Uh, Hawaii had 16 points in the fourth quarter when the game was basically decided. But do you feel like the Bronco defense is good, very good? How tough a test is this for the BYU offense? I think it'll be a very good test for the for the BYU offense. Um, I, I was kind of I did my midseason report this morning, and uh, you know, kind of adding it up. Boise State's only given up 36 points in the second half this season, so that's only six points a game in the second half so far. Um, and so they, they didn't give up a point in the first three games in the second half. So I think that um, you know they haven't been able to create the turnovers they want to. They did have four last week, so they have ten this season. Um, but they've been really stout, and I think that they're one of the better defenses in the country on third downs. And they will, you know, there's that sort of team that maybe they're not going to be able to be a bunch of ball hawks, but they're going to get teams off the field. And I think that, you know, that that's been a really that's maybe been the biggest surprise I thought this season, considering that they lost their defensive coordinator Andy Avalos to Oregon. They had two other new hires on the defensive side of the ball. Their middle linebacker got hurt um, in September, and he's out for the year. And they still want to roll with it, and it's been really impressive. And I think that they're going to, you know, I think that's going to really help them out, especially if the offense, as it has been, uh, maintains a little bit of inconsistency. So if Bachmeyer is out and they go to Cord, you've already said that that basically was a close battle, and we know who won it. How close was it between second and third for that backup spot with Henderson, and if the starter Chase should struggle, do you think that they would go quicker to the backup? Uh, Galen, in from he came in in the spring last year, and between last spring and this fall camp, I haven't seen a quarterback make better improvements than him because a year and a half ago it looked rough, and um, he, he definitely took a step up, but but Chase was far and away going to be the backup. I, I, I think I think even though they had a competition, Jalen was part of it. Um, they really like Chase and, you know, so far what he's done on the field this season, you've seen why. Um, he's a guy who, who can run the ball and, and, and can throw it really well. Jalen can run it, um, maybe not even as well as Chase and um, his passing has had been an issue and honestly until until Saturday, uh, had never really been able to you know throw the ball consistently in a game before. So I think that uh, there will uh, be a very, very, very long leash on Chase if he does start because um, you know, you know Jalen's Jalen's a decent player, but I think that that Chase is is so much closer to being a starting quarterback that I think that they're gonna they're gonna ride him as long as as long as possible, even if it if it does uh, not start out pretty well. Zach Wilson was also a BYU commit before he, or excuse me, a Boise State commit before he ended up going to mm-hmm. BYU, and obviously, you know, he's hurt and not going to be playing. But I'm just curious: was it one of these guys? Would they not be there? Would they have transferred? Was Boise State just going to get as many quarterbacks as they can and let them sort themselves out? What was the plan there? I, I think what's really interesting is, is if Zach did come here, um, I'm not sure if they would have got Hank Bachmeyer. I mean, I mean, they would have, they might have tried, but but Hank, you know, when I talked to him, he said, you know, when he came here, he liked the system, he liked the coaches, and he liked the chance that he was going to maybe start right away. Because um, if Zach was here and it, you know had, had played early or redshirted or whatever, what have you, um, he would have had a leg up. And so, um, you know, I, I still think there was a decent chance Hank would have come, but it would have, it would have been really different and, and really interesting. And uh, what's interesting to me, too, is after they lost Zach, 
you know, Boise State really tried hard after Brock Purdy. He ended up going to Iowa State. And the kid they got, um, a kid from Florida named Riley Smith, they've already moved him um, from quarterback to tight end. So I think that uh, it didn't work out too great for them in the uh, immediate, but um, but I think being able to get Bachmeyer and potentially be a four-year starter really kind of softened the blow of losing Zach. Where do you think BYU's offense can attack the defense? Uh, I, I, I think probably the, the area that, that, that still is a little bit unproven to me is in the past game that they have done a really nice job so far for you know as far as Boise State's concerned of not necessarily giving up big plays. There were a few against Hawaii, and last year that was that was the kind of the Achilles heel. And I think that because this is a defense that's not necessarily going to be a bunch of ball hawks, they kind of keep things in front of them. But I think that there is um, you know a, a tendency sometimes to allow the big play, you know, taking advantage of Jalen Walker as a new starter at corner. Um, they have some good vets at safety, but I think that you know getting big plays in the pass game really makes a big difference against this defense, and I think that's the way to go because the run defense has been solid. They have not given up very many big plays, and I think that uh, that, that that's going to be the toughest you know task for them is, is is in the run. So I think if they can get some get some long passes, that'll help them out a lot. How disciplined will the play calling be offensively for Boise State because it looks like BYU just doesn't have answers to stop people in the run game. Will they stick to the run? I mean, we've all got this image of Boise State throwing the ball all over the place. Yeah, and, 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 I, and there's good reason for that. Um, and also, particularly this year even, they have you know, a really deep wide receiver core. But I think that because they've wanted to get more consistency in the run game, and if their starting quarterback won't be playing and and that that quarterback that will be playing is going to be mobile. This is as good a chance of, of any as them to get to get the ball rolling um, on the ground, like you said, with with BYU's run defense struggling, and you know may, maybe this is a game where they kind of find an answer on who that lead back is. They did it two years ago down there. They Alexander Madison started really slow in the first month of the season. They started Robert Mahone uh, at BYU. But Mahone fumbled and pretty much disappeared off the face of the earth, and 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 Madison had a had a great season after that. So who knows? Maybe BYU is the place where Boise State finds answers, and uh, they could do it again, whether it's Holani or or it's actually Mahone this time. Well, Dave, give my best to your brother Patrick. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll text him in Minnesota right now. Okay. <laughs> text him and tell him I like you better. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, that sounds great to me. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. All right, guys. Appreciate it as always.